I was like, oh, can you see? And I was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, hey guys, welcome to the Big Blue United Podcast. I'm here with Dan this week. Colin is at what? The uh, NYCFC playoff yeah, game? The New York Cosmos are playing. The Metro uh, Stars? Metro Stars. Tony Miola and, and Pele, I think, are it's a playoff game tj it's it's way more important than discussing the five and one new york giants that just beat perhaps the third best team in the nfl so uh well i mean you know to give colin some slack like i guess nycfc technically is the most recent new york team to win a championship um i don't know what the score of the yankees game is right now but, no, I can't watch it because it's on TBS and my Fubo doesn't provide TBS. Yeah. You know what? Fubo is. Oh, it got rain delayed. All right. We will never know. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't know if I did sling last year and they just don't have CBS at all. So it's like I got it just to watch football and then there's no CBS. Yeah. Generally, the streamers are a great solution, but uh, like one of them, none, none of them carry everything you want. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's NFL Plus has been a a very good thing for me personally. How much does that cost? It's eighty bucks a year, but you can only watch it on your tablet or mobile device. So, but I'm hoping that they expand it. Can't cast to it. A mobile app. You probably could. I just don't know if I have the uh, setup to Look at that Google Chrome that. baby. Yeah, free ad, free ad. Google Chrome sponsors Google. Yeah, we should be yeah. sponsored by Google. by Google. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they need our, our, our. We'll do one more podcast sponsored by Google, and you'll never yeah. hear from us again. <laughs> Speaking of our sponsors, guys, please follow Big Blue United on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can follow um, my spicy meme page at BBU Podboys the Z on Twitter. Uh, don't forget to download that DraftKings app. Use promo code TPPN. And our sponsor this week is Booksio. Um, Booksio, we've had as a sponsor before, I believe, and basically it's just a company where you could purchase books through and then they'll donate a portion of that purchase to charity um so if you are an avid reader and like to purchase books it seems like a no-brainer to also you know get some of that money donated to a, a good cause um and you know everything's for uh, the same price so seems like a smart idea to me it's book sio.com check her out i'm for dan what does it feel like to be a winner again uh it feels feels pretty good man i haven't felt this way in 10 years uh, it's, you know, the one wish going into the season, we keep talking about it was, uh, an entertaining team. And, and to a certain extent, a team that we felt like could compete, just compete, like be in yeah. games. Um, we're winning these games. The team's closing. There's a lot of closer talk this, this morning, but it's, it's also, uh, it's also hilarious that we're winning these games and, and now, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're in the middle of it right now. Just, just fighting the fight of, of, of keeping it real. It's like when keeping it real goes wrong immense Giants fans. Um, people are, 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 you know, drinking the Kool-Aid um, of just blind loyalty and, and, and no objectivity uh, with, with five wins under our belt. I mean, don't get me wrong. Be- beating the Ravens is a huge deal. Uh, we have a French Sean, uh, Shawnee act from the, from the woods asked me about the Jets from winning. The woods. Yeah. He asked me, he has Sean hasn't watched football since Wanker bet was on the Jets. He was a Jets fan. Back then. <laughs> but like every year he has like, you know, a day or two. He's like, maybe I'll start watching football again. So I guess he watched the Jets game. He's like, it's the Jets beating a green Bay, a big deal. Yeah. I was like, yeah, it's a pretty big deal. Like green Bay is a super bowl fair. The Jets are supposed to be awful, but I was like, it's a way bigger deal. The, the Giants beat the Ravens. And I, and I really think that's true. Like that was a gritty win. 
That was a big win. Everyone should be feeling good. But there's some infighting going on. What's going on in the, in the Twitterverse right now, TJ? What's what, what's, oh, what's well, your world you know, like? I uh, I woke up this morning and and looked at the birds chirping. And, yeah, it was a beautiful morning. Uh, you know, I, I got up. I, I I pretended to drink coffee because I don't drink coffee anymore. Uh, had some quail eggs uh, and a <laughs> tiny tiny little bacon egg and cheese with a quail egg. You know? Oh, are you serious? That's Brooklyn for you, baby. Um, you actually had a quail egg. Yeah, yeah, we bought some at the <laughs> Japanese market yesterday. Hell yeah. Um, and I see, you know, that now I'm supposed to apologize for everything that I've ever said negative about Daniel Jones because he's played three good games. And now all of a sudden, he is the greatest quarterback of all time, the second coming of Joe Montana or Tom Brady, and everyone who doesn't think he is the best quarterback in the NFL should right now admit to themselves that they don't watch games and they don't know what's going on in the NFL at all. And that here, my favorite one is, is, uh, you know, you know, let me, I feel like I'm getting a little, uh, a ranty yeah. right now. Yeah. But what Six I want to say, and what my point has been this whole time is that I am really happy that Jones is looking better. And if, if anyone had been listening to the podcast, I was fighting you guys about Jones a couple weeks ago saying that I thought he was more fun to watch. And I thought he had been showing improvement. He has been doing that. That being said, tell me that this guy is consistently putting up performances that make him a franchise quarterback. They, he isn't. Two games over two, uh, 200 yards. Or, I'm sorry, one game over 200 yards. Two games and two passing TDs. People want to say the stats don't matter. Well, okay. How about these stats that I compiled myself <laughs> today? Now, it what I did was I took um, the percentage that a franchise quarterback should have compared to the total offensive output of his team. And this is only throwing the ball. This is not running the ball. So if we look at some of the better quarterbacks in the league, Josh Allen, 75% of the, of the offense. Patrick Mahomes, 76% he, of the he's offense. He's the source of, of offensive production. Exactly. Okay. Justin Herbert, 76% of the offense. Aaron Rodgers, 68% of the offense. Tom Brady, 83% of the offense. Now let's look at some of the worst players in the league that aren't top 10 quarterbacks. Geno Smith, 70%. Russell Wilson, who everyone is saying is playing like dog shit Cooked. and wouldn't want on the team, 73% of your offense. Jalen Hurts, 63%. Jacoby Brissett, 57%. Where's Daniel Jones? 64, or I'm sorry, 54% of the total offense is Daniel Jones's arm. If you think that he is going to come back on a team-friendly deal, you are mistaken. He is going to be paid... $40 million a year because that is the going rate. Lamar Jackson is going to smash that next year. I mean, I think $50 million is the top mm -hmm. of what the top quarterback's getting right now. Lamar Jackson can come in and smash that. You know, I think Jones should be really happy that at NDR01 and at ZWOPT underscore aren't his agents because they're, con they're convincing themselves that Jones is going to come back at for $20 million a year. And then all of a sudden we're also going to be able to, you know, fix every other problem on the roster. Once, you know, Jones Matt miraculously takes this team friendly deal, get a grip people, please stop with this. It's, it's nonsense. And I'm sick of it. Daniel Jones has played three good games. He looks good. I'm happy. He looks good. But before you start anointing him, the franchise quarterback, once you step back, look at the numbers, look objectively at what a franchise quarterback is in the NFL, what a franchise quarterback gets paid in the NFL, and ask yourself the question if he's worth that. And if you're going to be able to fix every other problem on this team once you start paying him 20% of the salary cap projected for next year. <laughs> That's all. That's all I need to Preach. say about Jones right now.
Preach, TJ. Um, I think, I think you might need to take a breather after that. I think that that's been weighing heavy on you. I can I can feel that coming off all day, man. But I think the fan base needs it too. You know, you you keep saying Daniel Jones is playing good. I, I would like to stipulate that he's been playing good relatively to his prior output. Yes. Okay. Yes. So he's uh, on looking at the league at a whole, he's playing mediocre. Like like he's he's finishing the game. He's doing what he's supposed to do, but he's not again rising above and beyond and you know some of that might be because of his, his bum ankle or bum leg or whatever um he's not getting that rushing production but he's also not doing what we always say he's not enhancing the the, the players on the field granted we don't have many um he's not putting the team in his back he, he's taking what he can get and he's making you know a couple of accurate throws um and as far as the contract thing i think you're totally right i think one thing to think about is who is running the team, which is Brian Dable and Joe Shane, who know what it takes to succeed in the NFL c- coming from the Bills and know that you need that elite quarterback play. And they also know what's replaceable quarterback play. Um, and you're not going to sign Dale Jones to a huge contract. A franchise quarterback contract is a huge contract. Um, if you – the 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 most, I, I think, analogous quarterback to Daniel Jones – is Ryan Tannehill. Um, and when he signed that contract, I think, what was it two years ago for to the Titans, he got four years, $118 million. That's like $30 million a year. Granted the cap is going up. So it's going to be a little bit more. So I don't think a $40 million contract here is out of question. I think that's on the low end for a yeah. guy who, you know, you're signing to be your starter in the NFL, the low end, because you know, the, the highest paid quarterback, um, I forget who it is. 50 million a year. Um, who is it? Who is it? Aaron, Aaron, it's Rodgers. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers. Yeah. Um, 50 million a year. Yeah. I mean, the market resets every year and gets bumped up. And then once Lamar Jackson signs, you know, what is probably going to be, you know, a $55 million a year contract. If you all of a sudden think Daniel Jones is your guy and you think you're going to get away paying him $20 million a year, you got to be out of your mind. It's just yeah. not going to happen. And I think yeah. that's important to understand that it's fun to be winning football games. It's fun to be five and one. I think Daniel Jones is a tough kid. I think he is trying his best. I think he has, he did make a, a couple good throws. I thought, you know, um, specifically, specifically, um, you know, I, my notes are and uh, I'll add a whack. <laughs> not that, not that pass to, to Brita on that buddy pass where he almost got his head taken. Yeah, off. no, I was going to say, I mean, that was <laughs> an interesting, <laughs> interesting play design. Um, Very cool Kafka. play. That Almost cool killed Matt Brita. Yeah, but he laid him out, man. Oh, my God. I was surprised he held on. But, you know, I think that the particular that, that third down conversion to Wandale in the fourth quarter, I think it was around nine minutes. And then, you know, another pass to Slayton to convert in the earlier part mm. of the game. You know, he looked decisive. He looked like he was standing up in the pocket. He looked like it maybe wasn't his first read. Um, he climbed the pocket a few times, which I Yeah, I mean, th- that particular drive that ended in the Bellinger touchdown, I think 75-yard, 10 plays, you know, he he looked good. Um so yeah, it's great to be five and one, but I'm gonna yeah. look. Towards we're, we're not anti Daniel Jones. Not at all. I want to look towards the every other. I want to look towards the future every time we can because when you sit pat and just make decisions based on you know what's good, the flavor of the week or whatever it is, you know that's Dave Gettleman thinking. You know, throw yeah. money at guys who you don't really know are tested or proven, and that seems what people want to be doing with Daniel Jones. When yeah, three games. I mean, he's great. I hope he gets better. I hope he does earn that contract. At some point, you're going to have to, you know, put the team on your back and throw for 300 yards and and win a game. And it, that's not, you know, yeah. people want to laud, you know, the fourth, the four fourth quarter comebacks, which is, you know, a great stat. I think people love that. Eli was known for those fourth quarter comebacks mm-hmm. too. But at what point 
do you want to end up paying somebody to, you know, always be in a position where you're coming from behind? At some point, the Giants are going to need Jones to take a lead in the first half. The Giants, you know, right now have 90 total yards in the first half of this game. Their first half offense was not really good. Um, no. What have was we it? scored like, a touchdown in the first half? No. The Giants are 22nd in first quarter points and 5th in third quarter points. So yeah. the coaching staff is making really, you know, great adjustments at halftime. I think, you know, we're blessed to have such a great coaching staff. Blessed. I think I've been talking <laughs> to my dad too much. Hashtag. But, you know, they've been winning by the skin of the teeth, and it's great. It's, it makes for fun football. But it's how long is this sustainable for, yeah. you know, moving forward? Especially if you don't have the production from Saquon like we saw this week. Yeah. Speaking of blessed, I think something that I always talk about is I say speaking of blessed because I call him Ty God. Uh, but I think Tyrod not getting injured at that moment really made a lot more work for us in this discussion than we would have had to do. I think we would have seen you know him fill in that at least the rest of that game at a commiserate level with Daniel Jones. And I think that might quell a lot of this discussion. And again, I, I don't know. We don't have to keep talking about this. We should move on. But we're not anti-Daniel Jones. We're just realist, trying to be realistic about it and, and hoping for a sustained, you know, dominant future of the Giants, which I think we are well in position strictly because of the coaching and the front office. Um, the bigger concern should be, you know, is Kafka going to get a head coaching job next year? <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's possible. I mean, you think, you know, some teams would want more than one year under the belt of really, you know, calling plays and, and being a true offensive coordinator. But you never know in this league. People always want that young talent. Do, um, the Broncos? Broncos probably hire Kafka right now. Oof, that's could. a rough offense to watch, man. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing I just wanted to highlight is, is you know, they tell, they tell us to watch the game. We, we watch every game. We watch every play of every game. But you should also watch the game after the Giants play, like maybe that Bills-Chiefs game to see what elite quarterbacking is. You can't just watch the Giants games because – it's a different sport when you're watching, you know, a lot of these elite quarterbacks play. So w watch other games too. That, that's my, my final uh, thesis. <laughs> I mean, I'll just also say that in the last 20 years, I would say there's two times when a team who has won a Super Bowl without an elite franchise quarterback, one being Nick Foles in 2018. And then you have to go back to 2003, Brad Johnson, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. And you can even look back to a few years earlier to mm -hmm. another Giants Ravens game that didn't end up so well in the Giants' favor with uh, Dilfer. Trent Dilfer. Yeah, classic. So I'm just saying, you know, just be yeah. practical, guys. Yeah, think about the future. I'm happy we're winning. No one can be sad we're winning. Mm -hmm. But I'm not apologizing for what I said about Daniel Jones yeah. because he threw for 173 yards and made five good passes that converted fourth down, or third down conversions. Like I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You can make all sorts of stipulations, but um, be try to be a little objective. Too um, hard. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, we're Daniel Jones offense. Anything else stand about the offense? I think this was the story of this game beyond Daniel Jones, beyond anything was the defense. Is there anything yeah. you want to touch on in the offense? Um, yeah, I do want to mention about Saquon because I yeah. think something that has gone over a lot of people's heads that I think is really important is that a lot of the problems he had with his pass blocking have yeah, been cleaned yeah. up. You know, oh, I yeah. think there was times when, when we had thought that maybe he wouldn't be on the field on third down because that pass blocking was such an issue, but he's been playing really well in that, in that spot. I, I tried to pay as much attention as I could. You know, I watched the game and then I watched the condensed version again the next day, Nice, but I don't watch the game. Um, just only watch it twice. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so, 
So, you know, he was really picking up those blitzes. I know Daniel Jones got sacked four times, but I also think that the offensive line, you know, a lot of those guys had one some of the better games of their career, or at least with the Giants anyway. Evan Neal, for sure, played his best yeah. game. Um, mm-hmm. Brendison, for sure, played his best game. And I know why. It's because uh, Colin and Colin's mom were at the game, and Kathy talked to Brent, Brendison's mom and mm-hmm. uh, gave that, that positive mom energy, and Brendison was feeling it. Yep, that's right. Yep. And that's why he was crushing it. Um, shout out Kathy. Uh, shout Kathy out did it. wearing that Odell Beckham jersey. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know what's up? Because because Kathy knows that Odell's coming back next year. I hope so. I hope so. That we'll, would be we'll, fun. we'll have her send a you know a a, a TikTok or something to Odell and see what. Uh, yeah, Kathy, send him a, a new NFT. Oh yeah, you know, dude. Uh, based off the success of our of our Twitter channel and the emails I get, we should definitely start a, a TikTok. <laughs> a lot of TikTok follows. I wouldn't even know how it works. I I, I feel like uh, I'll just keep reading about how it's like Chinese spyware on your phone, like not to download it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's let's have our, our three year old kids manage it for us. They, they should know how. Oh man, uh, I mean, you know, they, they <laughs> I don't know how much your kid is on the phone, but Riley just loves looking at those Instagram reels. I I try to. I don't know how he's not more curious about it, but. Uh, Thank God he, he doesn't ask for it too much. Um, yeah, the reels joy is addicted. That, that, that's the problem. She mm. she's addicted. And so I'm worse, to a I'm worse than Alex is, honestly. Yeah. I, I she's she's probably the best person I've seen with the smartphone addiction, like the lack of it anyway, and having yeah. owned one. I'm on my phone way more than she is, but so you know, bad. I hate it. Anyway, um yeah. uh offense. Uh Yes, I agree with you. Uh, Saquon, I, noticeably, just noticeably, if you're paying any attention, uh, is is having crucial uh, pickups and in, in pass protection, um, which opens up the offense quite a lot. Because if he's not going off the field, he's that he's the only threat on the offense right now. He has to be accounted for by the defense, and ideally, that'll open him up to being more involved in the passing game too. If you can get a chip block in and then roll out, um, that's an, a legitimate option in the passing game that we'll have on third downs that we wouldn't have previous when, you know, we're still rolling out David Sills uh, in, in our like three receiver packages. Yeah. Um, so yeah, big shout out to, to Saquon. Also shout out to him toughing it out this game. I think somewhere or in the late second quarter, he, he looked like he had a shoulder injury and it looked bad. Um, but I don't know. They took him into one of those, special tents that you use for wanking and uh he came back <laughs> he came back out looking sometimes don't even need the fresh tent. yeah yeah, yeah. Don't I, don't even need the tent. Um, I mean it's it, it, it's I, saquon has just you know they stuck they stuck to the run he only had 83 yards with 3.8 yards a carry which is the worst he had all season but i like that this team you know has conviction about sticking to running the ball especially when you know you have a very depleted group of pass catchers even though i think that bellinger I mean, you know, the, the numbers are, are are what? You know, Bellinger catches five balls for 38 yards in the touchdown. Wandale, three mm-hmm. balls, 37 yards in touchdown. That being said, the Giants only completed 19 passes this game. So I think guys are making the best of the opportunities they're given. I think Wandale coming back will be a great addition once they, yeah. you know, once he can figure out how to concentrate on catching the ball yeah. and, and then being in space and getting those yards after the catch. Because I think right now he's very so he's focused only on the on, field for 16 plays. Yeah, I mean, he just seems very focused on hauling the ball and making the catch, yeah. um, which I think is a good thing for a rookie. I think those yak yards will – yak yards, that's redundant either way um, – <laughs> will come later. Um, but, yeah, I think that's a big addition. You know, they need they need as much help as they can get. I think Slayton, you know, kind of regressed a little bit from the prior game. But – He almost it, had a, 
a beauty of a catch. Almost, which is, you know, the story of his entire career almost had a beauty of a catch. It's true. It's true. But, you know, yeah, I mean, um, I don't know if Tony ever will come back. And I think Galladay, you know, was not going to have any impact. So these are the guys you have left. Yeah. Hopefully Wandell can stay healthy. They can figure out a way to get Saquon split out wide a little more in the passing game. Um, I think Breda, you know, is a great option as a third down back as well. So you have, you know, versatility there between those mm. two guys to have them out in the field at the same time. But that being said, the play calling is, you know, good. It, it may be, maybe uh, excellent, you could say. Yes. So as the French say, uh, Supweb. That's right. So yeah. I think it's really putting – they're really putting people in positions to succeed and doing just enough on offense to, you know, yeah. squeak out these wins. Yeah, speaking of, of being realistic about the team, I, I think, you know – we're looking to squeak out wins and, and, and play teams close. But if you allow me to be unrealistic and I can fantasize about Kadarius Tony doing a 180, I think that would truly change the trajectory of, of this team um, as having a, a real lethal offensive weapon. You know, we don't have to describe it anymore, but Tony and when and Wandale and Saquon would have a really open things up, open the run game up, uh, free up Daniel Jones, um, just give them cleaner looks. Uh, that would be truly, I think, the, the most exciting thing left to happen, uh, or left a uh, question mark. I, I think most most of the players are back. It'll be nice to see um, some pieces on on defense get more healthy. Um, but offensively speaking, um, that would be the true unlock. I think, um, which would blow the ceiling off this this the season. But you know, like you guys said, the, I, I floated this to TJ and Colin on our text and. They wouldn't even allow themselves to think about the possibility. Both of you guys said to a certain degree, don't hold your breath. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, I mean, it's true, but, you know, one can dream. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, there's nothing I want more. I mean, before the season started, you looked at the pass catchers and you're like, this is a pretty solid group. Yeah. Galladay, Tony, Shepard, Wandale coming in. Um, Bellinger was a question mark back then, but he, you know, proved that he has what it takes to, you know, getting be a starter in the NFL, yeah. getting better. Um, you know, you could have imagined Slayton being your fifth wide receiver option and being like, well, you know, he was the second option, you know, a couple years ago. So yeah. just in that, you know, great look. And then it just turns out that nothing worked out the way you planned. Unbelievable. I mean, Galladay, what a what a joke of a, of a signing that turned out to be amazing. And then Tony, Unreal. you know, I don't even I don't know what what's going on. I just don't expect him to play ever again. That's where I'm at. I would love for yeah. him to come in. It would make this team so much better. It's really, really deficient. You can tell. Um, I just don't know, man. I just don't think he has the mental makeup of a professional football player to yeah. be successful in this league or the mental toughness to power yeah. through injury. I think he, you know, isn't concerned. I think he'd rather just collect his paycheck and, you know, uh, hurt my hamstring again. <laughs> I, well, I think that's why, you know, we're not, holding out holding our breath if it was an injury then you know like when he'd be healthy and when you could expect him back but i'm pretty sure everyone realizes it's it's something more than just not feeling fully healthy there's something else going on and, and that there's no way for us to know um and given the lack of talent if he if he wasn't injured and there wasn't a, a you know a um personality issue he would be playing as many snaps as possible right now picture this your kicker's lining up for an onside kick. The chances of regaining possession are slim. The stakes are high and the tension is higher. Your pulse, racing. He kicks and you watch as the ball lands. Make every play feel this exciting with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and their unbeatable offers. Right now, new customers can make 
any $5 NFL bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. With how our Giants have been playing lately, it's hard to bet against them. Try it out. To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Just place a $5 bet on any football game, only at DraftKings Sportsbook using code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Yeah, but let's look at the, let's look at the defense a little bit. Let's, I mean, I'll start. I'll just say that the defense is a fun defense. Like there's there are no like asterisks, nothing about it. This defense is fun. That you can tell they're having fun. You can tell they're amped up. They're fired up. Everyone is fired up. Everyone's flying to the ball. You know, guys in the secondary are making tackles on, on the line or jumping on top of a pile. Jihad Ward is doing somersaults. Um, I love him, man. Oh, I love dude. him so much. That Even first he, uh, tackle for a loss he had early on, yeah. like, he oh, was dude. so hype. I love oh, to see that, man. Amazing, dude. Amazing. Like, we haven't seen that ever. Like, it's it's that same energy, that the stomp you out energy, man. Like, yeah, they, agree, they're not really. nearly as talented, but they're playing with that attitude, and that's the funnest thing ever. Like, in this era of, of the NFL, it's it's all offense all the time you know, super huge touchdowns, like wild plays, you know, Patrick Mahomes, you know, throwing one legged, you know, at, you know, running at a full scramble, but this defense is way more fun to watch than our offense. Everyone is, is, is chipping in and you're seeing personalities emerge, play styles emerge. Um, and they're still not fully healthy and we're still going to get it back a, a bunch of new contributors, but it was just amazing to watch them shut down the most dynamic quarterback in the NFL this week. Um, I don't know. I'm just super psyched about it. And it's like true giants football. Like this is the giant, like people are like, we need a, a ground and pound running game. No, we need the, we need the old giants defense back, but we need yeah. a new offense. Definitely. I mean, and I think it all starts from the top and, and Wink Martindale is a personality. He's a guy oh, who yeah. gets people hyped, gets a lot out of his players. If you look at the personnel, you know, with the injuries, you're not fielding, you know, you're, the, the, the team is playing a lot better than the personnel on the roster. I think we've made yeah. that point a few times, but you can keep seeing it. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say that they had a tremendously good game, um, but they were made tremendously good plays in the in the moments that counted. You know, the third down stops, the, the four for 10 on third down, two sacks, two turnovers in Nothing really crucial easy. moments at the end of the game. Yeah. Um, that being said, you know, they let up 211 yards rushing. Um, Mark Andrews, you know, burnt them all game. I, yeah. But I kind of want to say that that's sort of like just the Ravens. They and factor that risk so in. so hard to defend yeah. against. And I think that, you know, it's it's a bend-don't-break policy when you kind of play a team like this, which with a quarterback who's so dynamic, you know, 77 rushing yards. You know, a lot of time he goes over for 100, but his passing yards I think was 195. I forgot mm-hmm. to write it down, but I got it. that's great. The Giants are sitting pretty, you know, I think they're 12th in pass defense or eight, like 8th in pass defense, 17th yeah. or 15th overall. In, in, in total defense, I just think there's so many good good people playing well. I, like, I, I can't talk about how much I love Julian Love. I just love watching him play. Playing and great. at the beginning of the playing season, I, I said I didn't think he'd be good enough to hold on to that starting job and that Dane Belton was going to come in and take over his job. But Dane Belton is playing really well, too. Yeah. But Julian Love is playing far better than I ever thought he could. He had five tackles, two passes, defense, defense that yeah. one pick, you know, anticipating a sloppy throw from Amar on the run. 
I just love watching him play. play. I just think there's so many, you know, guys on this team that have really stepped up. And, you know, Dexter Lawrence can't talk enough about Dexter Lawrence. Baby boy. Two, you know, sack, two tackles for loss, two QB hits, one pass defense. He better make the Pro Bowl this year. That's all I can say. He's becoming really, really, you know, in the upper echelon of guys in his position. And he has a lot of swagger and he's a lot of fun. And and he's he's a captain. He's a leader, which I know is really important for you, Dan, is the locker room. Yeah, it's all about locker room first. Um, I, I, I yeah, I agree with you. I think I think Dexter Lawrence is becoming a you know household not household name but like football fan name. I think people are going to realize that he is probably a top five defensive tackle in the NFL. Um, he's playing amazing, and and I think what you're saying about you know how they play this Baltimore defense, I think knowing our personnel, there are certain things that you're going to let ride. Like Giants can never cover tight ends, let alone the perhaps the best or second best tight end in the league. So, or a backup running back either. With well, that, again. I think I think you're going to let Kenyon Drake do what he's going to do. I think you'd rather let Kenyon Drake do it to you than, than Lamar do it to you. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's that's what we were talking about during the game. It's like, like since when was Kenyon Drake good? Um, he, I mean, he busted a few runs. Like, yeah. Isaiah Likely, when was he good? When was Boston well, Scott so good? You know, it just seems Isaiah like Likely, a running theme with backup, yeah. backup running backs in the Giants so far. Isaiah Likely, people think, is – a potential star pass catching tight end, but um, he's also their only, you know, they didn't have any wide receivers, but you know, with, with uh, Bateman out. Yeah. Um, but I think given that, given what that offense can do to you, I, I think that defense did an amazing job and you're right. It, it was opportune, you know, big, big moments. They, they stepped up. Um, we mentioned, we mentioned love, huge play um, and cave on with to, to end it. Right. How, how yeah. great was that to see um, Kayvon uh, affecting plays throughout the game? You know, again, not not necessarily having, you know, sacks and stuff during through the course of the game, but there were certainly pressures. He was definitely pushing the pocket um, while, you know, a lot of that that down the the the, the down linemen in the front four were playing disciplined as well, which was great to see. Uh, I saw many occasions where you know, guys have opportunities to, to rush up the field, but we're, we're playing discipline and, and stretching the field and, and keeping the edge. Um, I think one of the first plays of the game. I thought, yeah. Was doing well setting the edge in a couple job. plays. Yeah. yeah. I think they pointed that out one play. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like that stuff, like that super basic stuff that, that we all sort of learn playing low levels of football. And that doesn't seem like the giants have done in a long time to see them do it um, has been excellent. Um, and it was just so cool to see, see came and get the strip sack and, and Leonard Williams, you know, back in the mix, pick it up. Um, I was jumping. Like I hadn't jumped since college, basically by myself, just yeah. like, <laughs> you know, my wife took the kids for a walk and I was just in there clapping and yelling like an idiot. Um, it was great. It was great. Thank, I'm not, thank a, you. I'm not a big clapper or yeller either, but I was getting heavily into this because yeah. it was so fun. I mean, you didn't expect, what you saw, I mean, and, and for Kayvon, you know, I think to get his first sack in such a pivotal moment, I think is a big thing for his career and his confidence as a rookie. I think, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's the first of, of many for him. Yeah. And, and even, and when Aziz comes back in the defenses have to account for both those guys and Leonard mm-hmm. Williams, I think that's going to open things up even more. I think, you know, we kind of were hoping that Leonard Williams would, would come back in and, and improve this run defense a little bit. He might still be a little banged up. And again, I think the Ravens rushing attack is, you know, very unique in this yeah. league. Maybe, you know, the Giants, the only other team who have, 
you know, a unique rushing attack like yeah. they do. Not in the same way because Lamar is always going to be, you know, the best player or the most athletic player on the field anytime he gets on the field in the NFL for the most part, I would imagine. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think if you want to look at some other stuff I really like, you know, Fabian Moreau still looking good. Darnay mm-hmm. Holmes has, hasn't had a bad game all year. You know, those thighs are loose right now. Mm-hmm. Real loose. Um, relaxed. Relaxed. I think the inside linebacker play was was rough, but I think that's mm-hmm. just, you know, another symptom of having to, you know, QB spy guard Lamar Jackson and not really yeah. being able to. Um, but those guys have had good games and down games. So, you know, I think everyone realizes that inside linebacker is kind of a position that needs to be addressed a little bit in the offseason potentially. Um mm-hmm. But other than that, you know, this defense, it's it's just it's just fun, man. And I think they deserve far more credit than people want to give them. You know, I made my own uh, Wink Martindale apology form that you can go to <laughs> BBU Podboys of the Z and fill out for yourself if, uh, you know, you feel the need to have uh, shower Daniel Jones with all of the love and all of the praise for being five and one instead of, you know, giving this defense and the running game most of the credit, which it deserves. Coaching, actually, is number one in my coaching. mind. Yeah, we hit, we hit the coaching lottery, fellas, uh, which is the best-case scenario for me, which means potential for sustained success and, and sustained enjoyment on Sundays. Um, just happy as can be. You know, I think, I think taking a step back, none of us are expecting much from this season. And like we said – and I said it a couple of weeks ago and not to say I don't care about wins, but it's just been fun. I haven't had fun. I haven't, you know, been able to like watch a giant game and not think I, I just wasted a Sunday. Like it's been, it's yeah. been nice to like, feel like it was a beautiful Sunday. What a perfect fall Sunday today that this week was. And I spent, you know, three and a half hours sitting inside watching this game and I, I didn't feel bad about it. Like I usually do. Uh, so that's a win for me. Yeah. I mean, last year I would, I would just, you know, watch half the game and then I'd be like, all right, whatever, let's just go out. But now yeah. you couldn't drag me out. My wife is yeah. knowing not to try to drag me out during the game because, you know, I finally got to show her the giants are actually good. <laughs> she, yeah, she had no since idea. We, since we've been together for 10 years, she's never seen the giants uh, have a winning record. So yeah. Nice. Amen. It's good. You know, so now, what do you want- now I feel like, you know, maybe if the giants keep winning, like my daughter might, you know, become a giants fan at some point. <laughs> You didn't bring her into this world for no reason. No, that's right. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I got her to say the Giants are blue. So every time the football we're playing football, Giants are blue. I'm like, well, we're to start. start to start. We're getting there. Just say, there. just say, go blue. Then, <laughs> then go big blue. That's all you need. You know, Dan, I want to ask you about the future a little bit more. I know we mm. touched on it when Jones was, but I, I saw a tweet. Saw a tweet today that really was interesting to me, and it went something like this: Resign Jones. Resign Saquon. Sign a number one wide receiver, fix the inside linebacking core, find a number one cornerback, and then we're all set for next year. Do you see anything wrong with that tweet, Dan? Many things. Many things <laughs> wrong. Do you want, can you enlighten us about how maybe that doesn't make any sense at all? Yeah, like the sequence of those things first is is backwards. Um, should be cornerback, if anything, before all those, and then maybe wide receiver, uh, then linebacker, and then uh you know, seventh round running back instead of Saquon. Um, and, and then, um, you know, we have Tyrod next year, so he'll be just as good as Daniel Jones and we could try to get a, a quarterback that I think plenty is wrong with that. I mean, obviously again, it's relative, like relativity, right? We talked about this in the beginning of the game. Saquon's been amazing. He's been amazing, but 
he's not what you need. He needs to be traded to the Rams who have no running game right now and might give us a second round pick or a third round pick because we know they don't care about draft. Um, we, he's playing great, but it's also a result of the amazing coaching. You know, he, he, he didn't play this well when we had um, our deficient offensive coordinators um, in previous years, uh, despite having the injuries prior to that, he wasn't the same running back. Saquon's not the answer. Love the guy. If he want, if we can get him for again a favorable contract, which I don't know why he would do, but if you can sign him for under ten million dollars a year, oh, I'd be interested. Um, but he's not going to go for that cheap. Um, so obviously, my preference is to trade him now when his value is as high as it's ever going to be. Um, and Daniel Jones, we already spent fifteen minutes talking about that. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, but I, I was mostly you know thinking about a lot about what we Saquon. should do. No. Yeah, I mean, it's just you you can't pay Saquon and. Um, Jones, and then expect to be able to field a competent roster or have a different you yeah outcome. What are we doing? Year. Yeah, I mean, look at look at what the Panthers did. They gave Christian McCaffrey sixteen million dollars a year. He's played one what like one game since they gave him that contract. The yeah. running back shelf life of short. We've seen Saquon is injury prone. I just don't know how you can sit there and say that he should be resigned to a long term deal. Yeah, it's you can get a running back that's not going to be as good as him, but can, you know, feasibly have similar production, maybe not in the seventh round, but you know, in a late round for sure. I mean, do you see Deion Jackson on the Colts? He was an undrafted uh, running back. He put up 80 yards receiving 60 yards running and he got injured halfway through the game. Like you have the other pieces in place. Your running back's going to do what yeah. they're supposed to do, or you can find someone that's going to do it. Um, I think the money goes into the offensive interior offensive line. And then that sure. creates a situation where you're running back and, you know, kind of be anybody. I mean, look at, the 49ers they have been running this you know zone blocking scheme um with anybody back there literally anybody and they're a thousand yard rusher they go anywhere else and they fall off it's all about the scheme it's all about the blocking you know if i'm just Mm -hmm. looking at these running back contracts right now 12 million dollars joe mixon aaron jones 12 million nick chubb 12 million Derek Henry 12.5 dominic cook 12.6 zeke is making 15 million dollars a year what a bad contract that was tony pollard is a better player than him now you ask any cowboy fan what's the stupidest contract they have and they'll say without hesitation it's a z contract um yeah i think that's setting you up to to just double down on something that's right now fine but uh it could be so much better again watch other teams watch you have to imagine that our coaching staff wants to build a team that can compete with the likes of the bills and the chiefs and re-signing saquon and daniel jones isn't going to do that like if we get the you know the next uh jamar chase or or something in the draft daniel jones isn't gonna unlock it isn't gonna you know be elevated by that guy or he's not gonna elevate that that wide receiver you need something different and Mm -hmm. uh i i have faith ultimately that people in charge of powers of b are gonna gonna do the same thing um i think people forget too that you know we you want dexter lawrence to be a giant you know if he keeps playing this way he's gonna need 30 million dollars a year you know whether or not yeah i mean there's a lot of financial decisions to make that are really important positional value too is is something yeah you know Um, people just don't look at it they just look at the flash and you know I know that quarterback's important. I like Saquon Barkley so that they should get paid. But really, 
you need to evaluate the roster front to back and see, you know, what positions really do need to get paid. You have to also play the the game the NFL plays and see what the market is. You know, mm-hmm. you can't just make up your own numbers. The market exists. You need to be able to understand what guys get paid at what positions and what positions of value really are. I don't think people want to do that. I'd rather have Dexter Lawrence re-sign to this team that, and have Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley walk 99 out of 100 times, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it, it's this weird, you know, when things are going good, like rose-colored glasses. Like, yeah, sure. I would love to re-sign Daniel Jones and Daniel Jones uh, ascend to being a top-five quarterback and re-sign Saquon and him play at this level for the next six years and re-sign Dexter Lawrence and re-sign this guy and hit a, a number one wide receiver in the draft. And it's like, but that's not going to happen, and that can't no. happen. <laughs> there are like reasons that can't happen. You can't just have it all. So you got to place your bets in the right spot where you have the best odds of maximizing the salary cap uh, careers of these players. Um, you know, I, I don't know who we're arguing against, but if anyone has a problem with that, I, I'm happy to uh, come at me. You know, have you guy on the pod, and we can just kind of get to the bottom of this. Um, yeah. And I, you I, know, I think, we, oh, go ahead. Uh, uh, let me just say one more thing before we yeah. uh, move on. But um, I think you also look at you know the first draft that. Shane had made and you see impact at basically, you know, deeper than we ever have seen impact, you know, Dane uh, Belton, yeah. obviously Kayvon, Evan Neal's coming on Wandale, you know, had a, had a good, you know, second outing. Um, mm-hmm. Aaron Robinson, you know, was playing, uh, he was, he's not a no. though, second year, excuse no, me. Yeah. but either way, I mean, there's plenty of contr- Bellinger, um, there's plenty of contributors yeah. that they brought in as rookies. I think, you know, Reese, you know, potentially, going out of free agency or re-signing and spending a lot of money re-signing guys that, you know, might not really be worth it when you have people who are capable of drafting this well, at least from the small sample side we've seen, mm-hmm. is also a huge plus for the yeah. Giants right now. But yeah. anyway, Jaguars? Jags. 11th um, in offense, 11th in total defense. They're 2-4. and four. Giants are 2.5-point 2. 2. underdogs. Which I think goes to show you what people really think about the Giants. Dude, and, you, you can't just go to... Uh, you can't just walk into Jacksonville and, and expect to get points, you know, it's about, it's oh, about no. to, you know, huge, that's a huge hostile environment. Base. Yeah. Um, the Jags have losses to the Redskins. Oh my God. I, I, I quite wow. literally, I'm looking at, at their schedule right now and it says commanders and my brain said Redskins. Um, <laughs> it's, I'm not, I can't help it, man. They, you know, there was a guy that came to the bar and he was uh, watching the the Commanders and Bear, Bears game on his phone because you can't play it at the bar because of, it's only on Amazon. Thanks, Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, I was like, oh, uh, you watching the game? He's like, yeah. Oh, are you a Bears fan? I'm like, no, no, no. I'm a Giants fan. He's like, oh, well, I'm a, I'm a com- Commanders fan. I was like, a what? He's like, Commanders. I was like, oh, you're a Redskins uh-huh. fan? He's like, he's like, oh, just, just F me, man. The Commodores? <laughs> Put his head down his hand. Yeah. <laughs> you know that that fan base, you know, is not happy about that name at all. Watching I mean, the football team was a great name. Just yeah, it's it. tough renaming a franchise, but yeah, it's like uh, the Washington football team was like when uh, Levon Helm and the boys from Canada named their band the band. Like, yeah, no yeah, one's yeah, done yeah. it before. Like first movers, like you got it. You're, you're the football team. Um, like yeah, so so they beat the Commanders, the Eagles, uh, which doesn't they make the sense. Eagles, the Eagles oh, they lost are... the Eagles, and they, they lost to they lost to the the Redskins. Excuse me, I, I, I'm getting confused. They lost the Eagles, they lost to the Texans, and they lost to the Colts. And they have wins against the Colts and the Chargers. Um, I don't think anyone truly knows what this team is. They certainly have talent, and I would say they have more talent than the Giants. Um, but you know, they they also have a young quarterback who has a lot of talent, 
um, but they are lacking some uh, skill position players on the offense. Their, their wide receiver core is led by Christian Kirk, who is a fine player. Um, but I don't know. He's a game changing player. He, he'd certainly be the number one running back wide receiver on the giants. Um, good running, good running game. Offensive line is, is what, what I don't even know. Average. I don't know. Yeah. They're, um, they're, yeah. I mean, I, I couldn't name one yeah. player on their offensive line, but they have, they have dynamic players on the defense. Um, so it should be, I mean, I think it'll be again, a good game. I don't expect the giants to blow them out, but based off, what we've seen so far, I, I finally this this one I expect a W. Um, is there anything you're looking forward to in, in this game, in particular, or just see continued progress and in the right direction? Yeah, I mean, I think I think the Giants have a very good shot at winning this game. I, I the Jaguars are interesting team. Just when you look at who they've won and lost to, that you just read out. I mean, beat the Chargers, lose to the Commanders. So who knows what is going to show up next yeah. week? It could be one of two teams. I'm actually curious, you know, to. Uh, kind of see Trevor Lawrence play. Cause I haven't really watched the Jaguars game. I think since he came out of college, um, he's a beautiful woman. So I always like to root for those <laughs> type of people. Um, yeah. Like you said, on offense, I, I don't really know. Um, Evan Ingram is obviously a really, Oh, how can I forget? End. We're going to have to do Watch out for the revenge game, dude. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's going to have three targets and four drops. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, I mean, yeah. they have a, their offensive line. They have Cam Robinson who, I don't think I ever amounted what anyone thought he would be. Brendan Sheriff is pretty, Brendan pretty Sheriff decent. is good. Luke Fortner was a, a prospect we all liked. I think mm-hmm. was that that was last year's draft, right? Or was that this yeah, year's draft? Yeah, I believe draft? so. Um, Jawan Taylor is all right. I think the big thing is on you know they're going to have to stop stop Josh Allen, Devin Lloyd are both really competent players on the the second level of the defense. I'm not sure how Trayvon Walker's been playing, but he was the first overall pick in the draft. Pretty um, good. Kill Griffin obviously is is a good starting number one number one corner. I think they have a lot of pieces on this team. It's mm-hmm. kind of apparent by you know their rankings being eleven and eleven, um, despite having yeah. a two and four record. So I think that what that indicates to me, just off pure conjecture, is that their coaching is who's their coach? Doug Peterson. Yeah, a little old school, maybe not well, cutting edge like we are. Not as old school as a. Uh... Is is, is is what's his name? Urban. Uh, oh God, what a train wreck <laughs> that was! Oh my uh, God. But uh, yeah, no, I, I think I think it'll it'll be an interesting game. It'll be an interesting game. Um, but yeah, look, looking looking ahead, right? We were looking at the schedule, and and again, based off what we've seen so far, I think we're in every game. Giants could be nine. Giants could be nine and one feasibly when you look at. Jaguars, Seahawks, Texans, Lions. I mean, when I went through the schedule, man, I, I kind of pegged 11, 11 wins for this team. Just looking, looking at it. Looking at it five That's minutes the after they the beat year. the Ravens. That's right, Dan. <laughs> yeah. Zero, zero blue rose colored glasses on at the time. But I mean, I 11 mean, might be th- much, but this team is looking like a 10 win team for sure. Yeah. I think for sure. This, this Cowboy really game on this Thanksgiving. Yeah, it is on Thanksgiving. Is gonna be massive, dude. I can't wait for that game. That massive was I, game. I think when we did the preview pod for what our favorite game was gonna be, that I, that was the one I said would be the one I'm looking forward to the most. Dak is gonna be back, which is gonna change things for them, but hopefully we'll continue to, to progress and that you know game's gonna be sick. I feel like he could have played this week, but they really didn't want to take Rush out because he was playing so well. And then now yeah. that he kind of uh had a crappy oh, game. Yeah. They have all the reason to bring Dak back in and take him out, and no one's going to yeah, say yeah. a word. 
because I think there was a bit of a QB controversy brewing there to some degree. To, to what, Jerry I'm Jones also looking, looking forward to yeah, the Giants playing the Eagles, man. I, oh, I'm for really sure. looking forward to that. The I'm just saying the Cowboys the is, is next. Uh, yeah. But the NFC East, man, this is why We're the back. NFC East is so fun. Back. There was the worst division in football last year. Now, all of a sudden, <laughs> maybe one of the best. Or weird. Bizarre. Yeah. yeah. Bizarre. <laughs> Bizarre. I don't know. Anything else anyway. tonight, bro? No, nah, man. I just hope Colin's really enjoying himself. I'm glad he could take time out to, to call in like he said he would. Um, <laughs> yeah, he was going to call in. Where is he? Yeah, yeah, I'll totally call in. Oh, yeah, I, I don't care. Um, that's all right, man. That's all right. We don't care. Neither do nah, the care. fan base. Neither do your fans. Um, say hi Colin. to David Beckham for me, bud. Yeah, David Beckham uh, sitting above you. Whatever. Mm. You know who's sitting above me? Jesus Christ. Which one's better? <laughs> Thank you guys for listening tonight. Have a good one. We'll be back next week. Uh, don't forget to follow Big Blue United Facebook Twitter, Instagram. Follow BBU Pod Boys with a Z on Twitter. Um, I'm out there, baby. DraftKings, promo code TPPN. And don't forget to check out BookCO. That's B-O-O-K-S-I-O dot com. Thanks for listening. Follow. I'm going to go uh, do my best Darnay Holmes impression. <laughs> you need a middle-aged man, too. Oh, that's, that's an easy thing to find here in Brooklyn, New York. All right. <laughs>